Hold on. I didn't press record. There we go. Now nice. we're recording. Well, that's yes. what I was doing. That's what Excellent. I was doing when you were banging out that sick intro. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. He just started recording and going. I got to get on his page. We did. I guess anyway, uh, uh, alert wanna, Yeah, you want to restart that now that we're going, <laughs> we're going live? We'll take two. Yeah, okay. yeah, take two on that beautiful intro. All right, we're going to take two again here. We got a guest today. This is the second take because this is not a professional podcast. I forgot to hit record and we had to restart all over again. Anyway, guest today, Lawson McDonald, Manitoba boy. Got to know him about two to three years ago when we first touched base. He has blown up on TikTok, on Instagram, the hockey guys, his vlogs, his vlogs on YouTube. By the way, incredible quality. They are blowing me and Pat collectively out of the water. I thought, I thought I was going to say something different there, but they're awesome. They're really good. <laughs> And uh, Pat has a new look. One of us got in from the airport last night at the Toronto Pearson at 2 a.m. Can you guess who it is? It's not Pat. I had a, I had a rough day yesterday. Uh, the pollen got me, and my eyes are really puffy and watering. So I figured, you know, I'll just save myself the embarrassment and embarrass myself in a different way just by wearing shades on the podcast. So, hey... Glad to have you here today, Lawson. We appreciate you coming on. Guys, yeah, thanks for having me. Trav, what an intro. Appreciate it. Pat, pulling no problem, that, that move with the shades. Yeah. I've, it's like when you show up hungover to practice and toss some <laughs> shades on and no one knows that you're hungover. It's a, it's a miracle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, out of curiosity, not to go too off topic. Obviously, like Pat and I have talked about, like I don't drink personally, but Pat Lawson, have either of you ever uh, you guys shown up to practice hungover first thing in the morning, or no? I have not often. I'm not like a regular. <laughs> I'm not a regular uh, during the week or like uh, before practice night guy, but I've done it. Yeah, only on days that end with Y. What's it like? <sighs> um depends on how hard you go you it's yeah it's not too bad because it's easier in pro because the pro practices are more just like a flow practice it's not as uh intense as college college can be a little tough like card on the cardio wise and stuff it's not ideal you're you're less likely to do it in college i think because of the uh tempo of the practice yeah you get you get in trouble a little bit if you're in college and not feeling too well before a uh, yeah. practice because especially monday yeah, yeah. Mondays hit hard. Start of the work week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of college, our guest today, Lost McDonald, played uh, University of Omaha, Nebraska, correct, for two seasons? Yeah. And then University of Wisconsin Superior in the D3. Uh, graduated, finished um, last season, I believe, and now he is to where he is. But just to kind of rewind things back, Pat and I were talking right before we started recording. So you're a Manitoba guy. You win MJ D-Man of the Year. Amazing honor. I believe you were a runner-up for the MVP of the league. Is this correct? I believe so. I I don't think I was D-Man of the Year, though, Trav. I think, uh, Brady, I think Brady Keeper got that. Keeper? Oh, Keeps Beach out? Oh, yeah. He was an all-star, that guy. Yeah, I think he, I think he won all those awards. My my last year, if I'm if I'm correct on it, but yeah, that's kind of where I started in the in the MJ and Winkler there, and then moved to Omaha, like you mentioned. Yeah, if was, if I could, the uh, uh, keeps. I told Pat this. I bumped into him downtown Winnipeg last year. Said, "Hey, how's it going, man? Good to see you again. Met him once before, I believe. I could be wrong." 
And then I uh, mentioned Pat. I said, hey, come on the podcast sometime. He said, sure. Never heard back. So we like you well, better. In my mind, you won MVP over him. He hey, lost. careful. Careful getting on Keeper's bad side, man. He's a he's a nail gun. He'll, he'll come uh, swinging at you the next time he sees you in public. <laughs> I just got to make sure I don't see him in public. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen his fights? I have not. He's tough. He's, he's as tough as he is skilled at hockey. It's actually kind of wild. He's a scary guy for even the size yeah. he is. He's a, he's a scary guy. Yeah, he is. But uh, no, no shame in losing the award to him. Then he's obviously playing in the NHL a little up and down. But uh, curious, Omaha. Why um, going in? Did you have a few offers? And if so, like why did you choose Omaha off the bat? Yeah, I had one other offer. It was to Cornell. So. Obviously, Ivy League school was a bit... They're kind of a, two different sides to college hockey in a way. I feel like on the East Coast is a bit different than the NCHC. So there's kind of like a split. You know, Cornell, great school. Um, different kind of atmosphere maybe with like the facility-wise and the competition. And obviously, you're pretty far away from home. So that kind of had a lot to do with it for me. I grew up really close to like UND. So a goal of mine was, oh, I wanted to play at the Ralph at one point. Like growing up, that was like a huge goal. I actually had an old teammate, Tristan Keck, that also went to UNO. So knew somewhat of the area. And it was actually kind of close to home too. And those facilities to me were like nothing. Like nothing was almost better than that. They just built a new rink and everything. They also had what I was taking in school. So it was actually a very hard decision to make. And it took a while for me to make it, but kind of those little things all added up to the reason why I chose like Cornell. And the price, too, is quite different. What was your major? <laughs> I did exercise science. Okay, nice. You got a scholarship? How, how much of a ride did you guys get? Or did you get? Uh, yeah, everything was different. So I didn't even get, I didn't get like a huge, I didn't get a full ride. Um, there were some guys that were, you know, getting pretty much everything paid for there. So mine was under 50%. It was close to like 40-ish, 30-ish. So it was uh, also a reason to like going to Cornell would have been, you have to pay for, I think, I believe everything at those Ivy League schools, um, unless you have like a financial aid uh, thing for it. And also for that school as well, they just had business mostly. There wasn't much of a exercise science field relating to fitness when you're going to an Ivy League. So you almost have to like just go general right to business. And that also kind of weighed into my decision. And so just to kind of to back things up, doing a little bit of math in my head here. So you're runner up for D-Man of the Year, MVP. In my eyes, you won it, should have won it, got snubbed. You get offers D1, Cornell, and Omaha, and they give you a half ride at 50% and you're paying 40 grand or you're paying 20 grand of 40 grand a year. Uh, is 40 the tuition there? Or did you look at that? <laughs> Are you guessing, no Trev? <laughs> I'm, I'm just guessing. No, I think it was actually, I'm pretty sure it was like 30. So you're paying like half of 30 pretty much. So 15 US, so 20, 20 Canadian. Or no, 30 Canadian. Yeah, kind of the way it goes at most places. I don't know anywhere that could be much cheaper than that, really, for a D1 program. Yeah, I don't know if this borders on, on political, but would you agree that one of the big reasons why there's less Canadian guys playing NCAA right now is that the tuition with the Canada U.S. dollar when you're getting 
70 cents on the dollar, 75 cents on the dollar. It's like that 15 grand now bumps up to maybe 22, 23 grand. It's like, wow, like that's, that's really expensive. How can I afford this? Especially when most of the U.S. guys or a lot of the U.S. guys are getting full rides and taken care of, right? It could be. I haven't talked to many guys where total decision might include like be money. But I feel like there is some that are going to probably, you know, if they're like running in a spot where there's going to be a bottom end guy maybe at a school that's not as flashy, maybe like an Alaska school or something. And they might just go to U of M instead, right? Save the money, have still a great hockey experience, but they're not spending it on like, you know, $30,000 kind of a thing. Yeah. And you compare to U sport where, I mean, I guess it depends on where you're going. If you're going to a UBC where tuition is 10 grand or the university of Manitoba, it's three to five grand, but you're also probably for the most part getting half, if not a full uh, paid scholarship there. If you're, of your status or maybe you come from the western league or or anything like that i mean i know a western league guy wouldn't be playing d1 but um yeah a lot of money but uh what when what year and what made you start doing the youtube or did you start youtube before the tiktok or yeah what made you get into social media i guess i'm glad you asked pat because uh you were actually part of the reason why i didn't start doing youtube so yeah, uh, the big uh, I think the big change for me was when I transferred from a Division One to a Division Three school, and I just felt like I kind of had more of a unique perspective on college hockey because I got to play at both levels, and I wanted just to share more so my experience with that. Always kind of enjoyed making videos. Before that, I made like travel videos on YouTube and everything. So then I just kind of like started like messing around, clicking in, seeing what what kind of like hockey players were making videos like on youtube and it was hardly anybody but but pat like it was like you were like the first one to probably ever make a college hockey vlog right so when i saw you i was like yeah i can do this too I, that's kind of what i wanted to start start doing and making videos like so that's kind of what got the ball rolling for me just in social media in general just sharing my my experiences my story hopefully helping some kids out that were interested what the college experience was like yeah i was pumped to see another college hockey because it was i think it was the year after the the year i graduated you ended up doing i was pumped to see it i I wish more people started doing it honestly just because it's such like a good way to like build a brand while you're playing uh like while you have that status of a like college athlete but it was definitely cool seeing it and i remember checking out your videos right away and you, it definitely seemed like you had like um, some sort of experience in making video and like filming and stuff because your your video you definitely had a good camera. It was like it looked high quality, and versus when like when I first started, I was using my iPhone seven, just like sitting there like talking to myself. So I was like, oh, this is uh, he's he's got some high quality stuff. Did you did you have any experience like are you self taught? I guess is what I'm saying like just from growing up. Yeah, just from growing up. I had a GoPro probably like five years before that and just videos messing around, making GoPro vids. That's kind of where I learned to edit and always like, yeah, you know probably how it is, just like YouTubing different like, yeah. like what, how to make a, like a good travel video or like how to make something cinematic or how to, what are like the types of cuts that you use and just like went down rabbit holes with that. That was pretty much the extent of it, of being what I learned before I started doing it in college. 
and the rest is just learn as you go kind of whenever you need to know something you you google like how to i kind of i did the same stuff i'm still doing the same stuff i just i posted first and then was like hey maybe i should like learn more about video (laughs) but yeah youtube did those how to's and just searching you can learn so much like i bet someone could even confuse you for being a major and like like having that be your major in college just because it looks professional it's just it's cool to see that like you didn't really need college to learn how to do it i guess yeah i'm a big believer in just you can get 80 percent of the way from being like a full-on like filmmaker almost it's like you're gonna learn a lot you might not get that extra 20 percent where you're like a professional but you can get to your past the bare minimum of you can still make good quality blogs with the stuff from just being self-taught like i'm big believer in that if you you don't need such a teaching hurdle as long as you have the passion to kind of learn yourself you'll probably get there absolutely and and dude it shows i don't know if you remember this when so about two years ago lost and i filmed uh two videos i filmed one it was a sponsored video he filmed one uh, another video for his own channel and i remember there was a couple times where like you were filming your shots and i was filming my shots and i, I could feel like you were giving me some looks like what is this guy doing because like Lawson, I would say in my experience, from from what I recall, is more of like a like he, he knows what he wants to do. Like he's going out, he's executing certain shots, and me is just you know what we're we're gonna shoot some stuff and hopefully it works. I hope this turns out nice because I don't know what I'm doing. Do we recall this at all, Lawson, or no? Oh yeah, I remember you had the you actually taught me something. You had the camera upside down to run with it, and I was like, oh that's yeah, cool. that's a cool technique never seen before. Yeah, so uh, to kind of paint a picture for everybody at home. <clears throat> So uh, I got bad hips. I don't like getting down low to the ground. Tall guys kind of makes life a little bit more difficult. And so getting like really low for that camera shot is kind of tough. So I got this idea one day. I was like, well, I have the tripod on the camera. So what if instead of holding it with the camera up top, what if I flipped it upside down and kind of held it like, like, you're, like you're, you're holding like a, like a dead raccoon or something and just kind of use, use that like ice level. And I started doing that and uh, worked great for slow-mo video for that like close like ice level shot. And yeah. That was in the video. I remember seeing that. I think uh, Lawson might have made like a TikTok about it or something. I, and I remember being like, oh, that's actually, a, looks like a cool idea. Did you make a TikTok about that, Lawson? I think I did. I made a, re- a recap of filming with you, I think. I wanted to get a goal. I don't know if I got my goal scoring on you because that was like <laughs> the best moment of the day. But I don't know if I fit that into the TikTok or not. Like, like you mean like did you film it or did you score because i remember there was plenty of pucks in the net that day i mean as there always is and rightfully so yeah i didn't i maybe i think i forgot to film it and put it in the video but that was about that was the best part of the day for me oh absolutely i could be wrong i I could be misquoting but i believe uh was it reed reader he he, or no sorry dion dion was out at the at the skate and uh, he says to me he's like God damn it. Lawson shoots on you with the camera on. He can't score. He turns the camera off and everything goes in. It's like, I know a story of my life over here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, I though. It. So I, I remember like watching Ray at the beginning, like when you started doing the uh, the college hockey vlogs and, and when you're hitting maybe not big numbers by any means, but now you fast forward, I guess, uh, about two and a half years. You've got well over a million on uh, TikTok. I think over... Close to 200,000 on Instagram. The YouTube channel is popping. You're putting up more views than Pat and I with your vlogs on YouTube. Like, was there a moment along the way when you posted something or, or, or something clicked where it was like, oh, shit, like people are, are watching like this. Like, I might have something here. For, for TikTok, I think there was that 
that way, like kind of off the bat, I think we got not, I don't know, like lucky, but just the, the situation we were in, it just kind of flowed the same speed for, for quite a while. So for us, it was just right off the bat, we posted a, our first video and then it did really well. We kept on posting. We just kind of kept the ball rolling with everything. So that's why a year later we did start the YouTube channel with it. That grew like slowly. There's no YouTube video that like we had, I don't think we even hit 100k on a, any YouTube video that we did, but we just, you know, kept posting the vlogs and grew slowly there. So I think it, they both grew kind of at the same speed. The TikTok was at a faster rate. The YouTube was at like kind of like a linear rate but just not as quickly. Um but yeah, we I guess like to put in perspective for our TikTok it was more like a 100k a month from like the day we started was kind of how we grew for until we got to like a million pretty much now do you think though so the tiktok's growing really fast do you think that the the instagram and the youtube were a result of people following you on tiktok and saying i want to learn more they, they trickle over to the instagram they trickle over to the youtube or are those slowly growing just independently do you think i think it all came from the tiktok because when we posted and something blew up there we would also like definitely see like a rise in followers on instagram and then we would like repost it to an Instagram reel. And usually if like TikTok did well, it would do well on reels as well. So it was kind of like pair, paired up that way where they did like, it definitely all came because of TikTok and just the repurposing of content. And then YouTube, we already just had somewhat of a, like a follower base on those two platforms already. So when we started that, it was more so just kind of like, Kind of funnel people to our YouTube, showing them that we're making vlogs, making TikToks, that we have a channel and stuff like that. Would you say? I mean, I think it's true too, but like, it's it's much harder to grow a following on YouTube, and like to get those guys from TikTok or the following the followers from TikTok to like commit to going to the YouTube. Like, it's a tougher transition to like make them commit to like the longer form. And it's just like a much longer and harder process to like get like a big following on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent agree with that. It, uh, it's been hard for, for us, like with someone with even a million followers on TikTok, we like, it took us like 30 some vlogs to get to 20 K on YouTube. And even if, you know, a bunch of people saw that we had a channel, they're not all coming to your YouTube, right? It takes a lot of time and a lot of like good videos in a row on YouTube just to keep like stringing it and like connecting the dots and having a, like a good video every week or else it just kind of like flattens out. It's very difficult, honestly. Which following would you say is more important like for your brand? For ours, because I, I think we are more so just Tick, like we're not trying to be youtubers so i would say tiktok because um just like with the amount it's growing now too the way brands are being active on it it helps yeah. us a lot that we can grow that part and even with starting a youtube channel we didn't really want it to be we didn't want to pretend like we we're youtubers doing it we just wanted to pretty much be people that like more like friend group TikTok, whatever we just wanted to vlog kind of what was going on so that if there were people that were fans of us that really enjoyed their stuff on TikTok, they could watch longer form content 
So it wasn't as as much of we got to pick the perfect video idea and the perfect thumbnail and the perfect title to because we're trying to be like have these very big ideas for YouTube videos. It was just we'll go throughout our week as we normally would and we'll just like vlog it as we're normally like we're just being ourselves doing what we'd already be doing, but we're just going to make it into a YouTube video. Well, I'm, I'm curious. I feel like a bit of a boomer asking this question because I feel like I was in like the others or me and Pat were both in the other situation not too long ago. But like, so you're on TikTok. TikTok, there's a creator fund that's not available in Canada. You have a million followers on TikTok. Like, are you actually like making money on TikTok? And if so, how do you go about that with with making money on TikTok? It's funny that you brought up that Canada thing because dumb of me, I was the one that made the TikTok account and I'm Canadian didn't click it on um we were college athletes and it wasn't something that was actually supposed to be turned on even with nil because then we were like in the arena if we made a video in the arena we were making money while being on campus and that is like a rule that you can't uh you can't do so partially that was why i just never really worried too much about it and how it's you know really low rate compared to youtube with the, the monetization per a thousand views. Um, so like most for us, it was just, we just wanted to build as big of an audience as we could monetize through brand deals and then our like merch and stuff like that. And so uh, the creator fund, I, I think I speak for all of us, well, except for Pat, who's already on the creator fund. It's gonna be an amazing day when TikTok finally opens it up to Canada to Sweden, places like this where we can actually make money on TikToks because would you agree or disagree that maybe with the way, <clears throat> excuse me, with the way YouTube, with the way Instagram is going, like TikTok is the way to go, but there's no money in it. If there's only a way to make even 200, 300 bucks a month, that's something that's a little extra and then times that by 12 months a year, there's some, there's some success. Yeah, there's some success there that could, you know, happen. Yeah, no, you're right. I think the, the fund would help a lot it'd be that extra you know icing on the cake at the end of the day um again i think because of, of the platform the organic growth of it the uh the brand deals is you might get your best bang for your buck there maybe even more so on other platforms with the amount that you can post a video about you know febreze or whatever the product may be and these brands know that there's a chance that that video can go viral so they're more willing to potentially put more money into that versus if you have a YouTube video, like I think the YouTube could be maybe more consistent or your Instagram interaction will probably be pretty consistent. But on TikTok, you could get a million views on a any video really that you post. So I think that could be a, a good factor into charging more um, and brands wanting to put more money into it. Yeah, I, I found too, and maybe I shouldn't, you know, be putting this on the podcast in case it was like a brand listing, but like with, with any like brand deals or ads that I've done on TikTok, they either hit mad amount of views or they do nothing. They put up like a thousand views and that's it and they're dead. So, and and like the companies that get those mad views is like, wow, you really got a great idea. It's like, uh, I think it, I just got lucky to be honest with you, but hey, I'll take the credit and the paycheck. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst. I hate, yeah, you get a brand deal video and you just know it's just, oh, it's just, you know. <laughs> do horrible it's like oh, yeah. I'm sorry my bad well because on tiktok now too you have to like if you'd make an ad video, you have to click that it's an ad on tiktok and i think tiktok then automatically just buries the video and it's like all right this is not helping the brand 
and is not helping us going forward with the brand if it gets like 2000 views it's it's very uh very shitty the way they kind of that happens but it's still in the beginning stages though no like i mean even like youtube like when youtube started what 2004 i remember yeah. even like 2011 2012 like it was a, a joke to, to think that you can make a full-time living on youtube and that's eight years in uh you yeah. think of tiktok like how how far along is tiktok maybe five three, years four three yeah so three four so we're not even halfway mm-hmm. there so you like to think in three years maybe four years like what what could really happen you know financially with opportunities and all that kind of stuff like I really, I, I just love the the concept of just how simple TikTok is, and that if, if they could fix the monetization and kind of like some of those like bugs that, that we're talking about, like I think YouTube and Instagram are dead. I really do. It, it could, it could be. the The creator fund though is not like apparently there's something else coming out. I I saw a TikTok about it that soon followers or accounts with over a hundred thousand followers are going to be able to enter into like a more legitimate um, payment thing like that might rival YouTube's. So like a hundred thousand would be like the equivalent to what on YouTube. I think you need like a thousand subscribers to get paid Mm -hmm. where I think so so it's like, apparently there's something coming. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, but like the creator fund right now where it's like you get paid per view or whatever, it's, it's very bad payment. I think I made $300 all of last year on, on a views like money on uh, TikTok, which is terrible. So hopefully, hopefully soon it can uh, become something better so people can actually make a legitimate living. But I, I will be curious to see how it affects YouTube because right now YouTube's kind of like the still that big one that every creator tries to get their audience over to for monetization purposes. So. I mean, it's why we're doing this podcast too, right? Like, it's it's so much easier to have it on YouTube as opposed to the inconsistencies and that lottery chance on TikTok. But YouTube does seem to be where the uh, the money is at. But speaking of money, out of curiosity, and obviously we're not looking for a number here. So you are a full time creator for the hockey guys now, correct? Like I do it, I do it full time, but it's not yes. the time like income wise in that sense. Like I'm, I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm putting a lot of time into it as in I'm investing it into this brand that I want to become something like big. So, but to like be straight, it's not like it's a, a full-time stream of money coming in. And, but obviously you have to split that with, yeah, you, you got to split that with the guys evenly though, right? Yeah. That's pretty much what we are going through. We have uh it's a little bit complicated with some, the American side, we have Canadians, we have Americans involved in the group, makes it more difficult to kind of form a, a business just with the uh, the rules of immigration and everything like that. So, um, you know, we've been going through a lot of the process of just having everything structured properly so that when everyone's kind of like settled down, then we can figure out the right way to, to really do it so that it's legal, for, first of all. We don't want to lose, um, like our ability to get into the U S and just, it's also tough. You know, we got some Canadians that are maybe wanting to be Americans in the future. Um, some that want to work in the States and you know how it goes when you're a Canadian, they have a lot of rules on all that stuff. So it's probably taken us longer than planned to get through that all, but that's like the main thing we got to figure out. And, you know, for now it's just, we're not too worried necessarily about 
oh, all the money that that there is to it. It's just we're doing our thing, and then we'll we'll kind of get past that um, once everything else is figured out. Yeah, and, and Pat and I were talking about this probably a couple of days ago before like we, we locked you in, but I think probably the hardest part for you at this point in time, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're having some success, you got a little bit of money coming in, but the problem is that it's not full-time because you have to divide it among so many guys. Like even, even if it was like two or three guys, it's a little bit easier, but when you have five, six, seven, eight guys, it makes it so much harder to become full-time because everybody has to go full-time. But when you finally do hit that milestone, you have eight guys, seven guys, working together to like almost like a crew like it's almost like it pays for itself in a sense yeah that's uh yeah exactly what you're saying it's the hard part about it so i it's why you know money they always say this kind of like a cliche statement but just not being so driven by like that part because you know we've been doing it for a year and a bit now and that's never been like a big thing that you know we've never been doing it because of that it's always just been you know we've been enjoying it a lot the opportunities that come with it are like in and in out of itself. It's like a really cool thing. Like getting to go to NHL games to do like your thing, um, like getting some other free stuff from brands and everything. There's a lot of like good that comes with it. It doesn't have a lot to do with money in itself. Like the trips that we've had together have been amazing. That kind of like is a good payoff along the way. So that's kind of, for me, it's just focusing on, the long term of it all not being too worried about necessarily like living off of it right now yeah and out of curiosity I, I don't i don't like to get jealous very often when it comes to like other creators and stuff i like to get inspired if there is one uh creator or group of creators that have made me jealous in recent time it's probably you guys i like we've seen with the amount of nhl games you're going to you're traveling left and right and i think you know how unreal would that be just to go to all these different games, these different arenas, these different cities? See it all. I'm assuming the NHL is covering everything, maybe even potentially paying you. But what a what what, what an awesome endeavor that is! I'm I'm honestly a little bit jealous. I'm not gonna lie. They've been uh, well honored that maybe uh, what we're doing can make the uh, humble Travis jealous. But uh, <laughs> we uh, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun for us really cool like what you said just uh seeing these arenas like from the kind of like the way they're operating you know we get to have maybe a closer look of the behind the scenes of things because we are working with their social media like teams and stuff so we can see a lot that's going on with um, how they're like doing their social media what kind of things they're doing to do their tiktok um kind of their interactions with players like some teams don't even want to be involved with their players or like it's really like there's a cutoff in the NHL with you can't get player access like these guys do not want to be in TikToks versus some teams like they have some players that actually want to be involved in it so there's a and it, again it's just really interesting to see all that from an NHL level and uh with what they're doing in it but I would say the uh we kind of all agreed that from where we've been, the, the New York Islanders and the uh, the Lightning have been some of the top places that we've got to check out. That That's actually interesting you say that um, about how like some players don't want to be involved in the social media and how certain teams are strict about it. Um, because I feel like everywhere you go, you'll find that like there are the guys that don't really want to be on camera or really don't know how to be on camera. And, and I, I don't know if it's, it's luck or what, but like when you started doing this, like you have 10 guys on your, on your team there that 
seem all on board. And I feel like that's rare. I feel like you're not because like I think back to my team at Maine and it's like there was a few guys where I could bring on camera and then they'd be like one good on camera and then two like willing to do it. Like when you were starting, did you was there like a convincing people or were you did you just happen to have a group and like that was just all on board? And like, if so, why did you like why choose those 10 guys or did it just kind of happen to be 10? It was kind of really like when people asked the question, it was not a decision making process at all. It really happened pretty naturally. And I think a lot of good came from me doing the vlogs on YouTube like a year before, before this TikTok account started. Uh, they knew that I was the guy with the camera in a sense. I had people talk on camera just for my vlogs beforehand then we just kind of threw like the other ones in and we we're just like this friend group you kind of know how it is in college you have you know the, that group that's you know there, there's different groups depending on what house sure. you live in they're just that that friend group kind of a thing with getting guys video that hockey players are typically not people that like to be in cons if they can see that what they did in that video people liked it a lot they're going to be way more willing to get back in and do it again. And that's what happened for us was right off the bat. Um, people like commented about them. They're like, this is awesome. So, and then that is kind of why I think they're all willing just to ro pretty much just rolling with it. Right. Right off the get go. I think that was a huge thing for it. They, they get a little, uh, ego boost if a girl comments calling them hot. Maybe if they get all pumped up, they're like, hell yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> I could see it. Yeah, I think I think that's a big thing with with people starting is it's only almost embarrassing. You probably know it's like you're doing all this work and you're not getting anybody that cares about it. Then it's like, oh, this guy's such a loser, right? What's he doing? He's making videos for nobody, right? But you, you're on YouTube, you post a video, it blows up, then you have like credit. Like that's right. Hey, this is why I'm doing it. People, you can see that people care about this content. Like, I don't care if you make fun of me. Like, there's a thousand people that like it. Yeah, it's definitely easier once there is success there, or if there is success there. If there it, it definitely would be much harder if, like, the first year you were doing it or two years you were doing it and there was barely any views. And because that's when you really have to, like, make get in your own head and, like, keep going to get better. Like, it definitely becomes easier when there's some success there. People are like, okay, I see. You know, there's less judgment, I guess, which is goes a long way. It definitely, yeah, so. for sure. If it uh, if there was not the success off the bat, it would have never have happened. It would have been so hard to convince, uh, kind of for a yeah, long for period sure. of time. I'm sure you got like a decent amount of like negativity, like doing what you do. Like it didn't matter if you're, you know, fostering sick puppies, helping sick children, or or doing something amazing. There's always going to be Somebody out there who's got something negative to say for whatever reason. I'm curious how you deal with it. You know, Pat and I, we, we've talked about this a little bit. I, I love killing people with kindness. Like if you tell me you hate me and you want to throw darts at my face, I'll, I'll call you back. Be like, brother, I'll give you a hug next time I see you, man. Like, you need some positivity in your life. You need somebody to give you some love and kind of stop, you know, hitting you with all that negativity. So I'm curious, how do you, how do you deal with all the, the, the hate, if there is any hate? We went, we went for like the first quite a bit, I think, without, without it, which even surprised me too that could uh like we posted for a while and i never really like saw too many hate comments and stuff um you know when 
I, I always look on Instagram sometimes when a reel, you, you see the Instagram comments come in off of like a reel that might be going viral or something. Then you see it, like, I think it's a lot more, that's what I noticed actually. TikTok was a lot like friendlier or kinder. The people on Instagram though will be way more willing to comment stuff, uh, hate, hate comments on it. So for me, I mean, I just kind of, I never replied to one. Just look at it and take note. I like to take notes if it's something to do with the NHL because then it's like a gauge of, okay, like, do the majority of people hate this? Do the majority of people like this? And then, so it's good to kind of see there because we want to kind of be in the middle between. I understand that a lot of like hockey lovers that are more old school are not going to like most TikTok content, like no matter even who's posting it. So even if our followers love it, I know when it gets, when it crosses that line into like the, really the hockey community, um, sometimes that's when a lot of the, the people that aren't so, uh, like the Gen Z type, but like, what is this? Like, this is horrible and stuff like that. So it's good to like take notes on it, but nothing that really affects us too much. You know what really cuts me deep is when somebody leaves a comment and, and it's a hate comment, like they're going out of their way to, to try to break you down because maybe they're having a bad day, girlfriend left them, maybe they can't pay their Wi-Fi bill, whatever the case may be. But there's a little bit of truth to that comment. Like they say something along the lines of, you know, the video sucked. The, the it's just absolutely terrible but then they drop something like but you're really washed up because i check your stat line and your stat line has this or that no granted you and i are in very different boats but that that little hit of truth is like that's that stings that like you know i i, I gotta you know i gotta i gotta hold myself to account this guy is kind of you know a little bit right it's not just hate that there's some actual accuracy and fact-based you know opinion here yeah i mean that's always the worst and then you just got to tell yourself it ain't true, but you know what you, it is. You, yeah, you know, like, my videos are great. They're awesome. <laughs> my my podcast doesn't suck. <laughs> Positive affirmations. Yeah, but who are, who are they to have an opinion or even, like, tell you that you suck at hockey or tell you that your videos suck? You know, it's like, they're not, they're not doing it. You know, if they're, if, if they thought so highly of it, they could do it better, then they should do it better. But they don't. So, you know, now, now that you say that, you just kind of got me realizing I'm, I'm pulling a JT, a Justin Trudeau. I'm totally avoiding the comment. Trav, your videos suck. I'll give you a hug, brother. Give you some, give you some love. Nothing but love. Nothing but positivity over here. Completely avoid the question. Avoid the comment. Change the topic. <laughs> Gary V them. Yes. Yes. You like, you <laughs> like blueberries? You like blueberries? <laughs> <laughs> you want TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Gary's the best. I saw this uh, TikTok that he posted a couple of days ago, and, and it was so like Gary V. He, he was talking to, I guess, one of like, the influencers that he works with, and the influencer was like, bro, like my TikTok's dying. He's like, you know what I'm going to say? He's like, I know. I'm not going to like it. He's like, twice a day, every day. You got to post. <laughs> I saw that video. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Eh? The defeat on the guy's face. Mm-hmm. Posted twice since May. Got to start posting twice a day. <laughs> He's smart. I don't think we've ever actually posted. Uh, rarely will we post twice a day, but even like obviously if you're playing college hockey, it's so hard to post oh, yeah. often on these like accounts and stuff. So like ours was like at the end of the year, maybe like once a day. But other than that, it's been pretty like every other or every third day we've been kind of throwing posts up there. I was just going to do you find that to be more effective if it's like an every other day or say like four times a week 
rather than doing it twice a day or doing it every day? I always think it's like if, if you're doing it every day just to do it every day and you can't keep like right. the quality the same as it would be, then like don't do it. But if you're going to be making those videos and posting them, like there's no point of spreading it out if you're already going to make that and post it in three days you can just post as long as you have like enough content to keep. Yeah. But definitely like if you're sacrificing the quality of it, or if you're changing the way that you would make videos, then I would say that it's, uh, I wouldn't see the benefit of it then. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, speaking of quality, we have a new podcast for you every Sunday. Sing the biscuit. This is episode 64. Lost McDonald star creator and founder of the hockey guys. Check him out on TikTok. I'm sure you already do, but uh, brother, it was a pleasure to have you on. Good, good to catch up as well. It's been a while since you and I've had a you know good talk, good conversation. Been a while since I've seen you as well, but uh, it was fun to have you on. And hopefully, we can get you on sometime soon again. For sure. Yeah. Great talking with you guys. I really uh, enjoyed it. Pat, you close well. the comments. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, man. It was good to finally chat with you. It's been a while. Awesome. And the video version on YouTube, the audio version, Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere you get podcasts, leave a subscription, leave a comment. You want to be viewer of the week for the next upcoming episode? We'll get you in no viewers of the week this week because we got them for the Matt Murray episode coming up. So thank you again. New episodes, Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern. We will see you next week for the next episode. Peace.